Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, is there anything more nerve-wracking than being evaluated at work or school or even when giving a sermon at a new church? Now, when we're criticized or graded, we, are vulnerable. we feel vulnerable and exposed. And we may wonder or think, what will the people say or think of me? Is what they think or say true or accurate? Do they truly see my talents and abilities and who I really am? Or will their feedback be at least a little constructive? And we often worry about what people will say or think of us as our image before others is critiqued or even questioned. And this morning we see a similar situation with Jesus' parable and the incident with the children. The theme that kind of ties these both, both of these parables together is this one question. What determines our standing and acceptance before God? And in our text we see three different answers to this question. Jesus helps us by directing this parable towards someone who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. And Jesus is going to teach us what really determines our standing and acceptance before God. And to do this, he, do this, he uses the pair, the tax collector and the Pharisee. And the Pharisee thinks that his relationship with God is based on his own works and, his, and righteousness. And we see that through his actions because the Pharisee kind of stands by himself to pray and he wants to bring attention and focus to himself. He is displaying his righteousness before all those who are in the temple. Then he begins to pray out loud so that everyone can hear. He says, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. He thanks God that he is not like these other sinful people, especially that no good, rotten, stinking, horrible, and traitorous tax collector. He admits that he is much better than them and is not sinful like them. And he continues by giving God his righteous credentials. He says, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. And he does things above and beyond what is expected of him. He says these things to make himself great. He interestingly doesn't ask God for mercy or forgiveness. But he focuses on himself. The word I is used five times in his prayer. He focuses on what he does in his relationship with God. And sometimes we can kind of echo this prayer and attitude and actions in our own lives. For example, when we say something like, uh, why did this horrible thing happen to me? I'm a good person, I read my Bible, I help others, I go to church. I didn't deserve to lose my job. When we think or speak like this, we base our requests and standing before God on our own righteousness. As if our good works or lives could bribe God or excuse us from bad things. We can be like the Pharisee because the Pharisee thinks his standing before God is based on his works and righteousness. Now, what does the tax collector think? He gives us the answer. The tax collector sees his relationship on God based on God's mercy and grace. He acknowledges his own sin and unworthiness and reflects that his actions, the Pharisee, the tax collector keeps his distance and stands far away. 
Um, perhaps this is why we Lutherans often like sitting in the back. Yeah, he doesn't even lift his eyes up to heaven, where the holy God dwells and he beats his chest, perhaps in anger or frustration at himself for his own actions. The tax collector doesn't even try to explain or excuse himself. He doesn't blame anyone else. Instead, he throws himself at the mercy of God and says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And we are often like this man when we recognize our sin and truly repent of them. We have all had these moments when we realize the horror of our actions and ask for God's forgiveness. And we can be like this tax collector when we don't try to explain ourselves or justify ourselves before God and instead, explain, and instead of explaining why we sinned or putting blame on someone else, we just go to God and say, and throw ourselves on his mercy. The tax collector sees his standing and acceptance before God based on grace, his undeserved kindness towards sinners. Now, the disciples trip in in their own way, and they have their own idea of of the standing and acceptance before God. Uh, they see one's standing and acceptance as depending on the achievements and capabilities of the person approaching God. This is seen in verse 15. Now they were bringing even infants to Jesus that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. And you can only kind of imagine what the disciples are saying to these parents. Probably, why are you doing this? What are you thinking? Why would you bother Christ with a baby. The disciples viewed the infants as unworthy of the Lord's time and attention. Their limited awareness and cognitive abilities made them un unworthy of the Lord in, their in the disciples' minds. And the disciples saw one's standing or acceptance before God as depending on one's own achievements and capability, capacities. But what does Jesus think? Which of the three will he choose, if any? Jesus says, our standing and acceptance before God is based on grace. He says in verse 14, I tell you this man, referring to the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And the word to justify means to be, to be declared righteous or acceptable before God. It can be helpful to picture kind of this courtroom scene where the judge makes a verdict, like uh, the judge on Judge Judy. She's kind of great, isn't she? Uh, the one who is declared righteous is the tax collector who relied on God's grace and mercy. He is not righteous from anything that he has done, but because of what Christ has done. And he has declared us righteous because of Jesus. Jesus took our place under the law and took our sin. He took on himself the responsibility and blame for all our sinful actions. When God looked at us on the cross, he said, guilty. When God looks at us, he says, not guilty because of Jesus. And we receive this verdict of God through faith, and, and no sin but unbelief can change the verdict of the believer. This verdict was given to us at our baptism when we were marked with the sign of the cross and not guilty. 
This verdict is given at the beginning of each service when the pastor announces to you the grace of God and proclaims the verdict that you are forgiven. We receive this verdict when we commune and receive the proof of our salvation and righteousness before God and the body, in the body and blood of Jesus. Our standing and acceptance before God is only based on grace. It is not based on works because we will all fall short. It is not based on anything in us because of who we are, and nothing else will make us acceptable before him. We see this with Jesus' dealing with the children in verses 16 and 17. He invites the children to himself. His grace is for all people who receive him and trusting like the child, having childlike faith. The grace is not tied to intelligence, skills, and abilities, value, worth, works, or what we can bring to the table. Even God's treatment of us and our prayers are not answered because of anything that we do, but because of grace. Our relationship with God and our standing before him is only based on grace. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.